The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod, behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star at its rising and have come to do him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was greatly troubled and all Jerusalem with him. Assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it has been written through the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, since from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and ascertained from them the time of the star's appearance. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the child. When you have found him, bring me word that I too may go and do him homage. After their audience with the king, they set out. And behold, the star that they had seen at its rising preceded them until it came and stopped over the place where the child was. They were overjoyed at seeing the star, and on entering the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother. They prostrated themselves and did him homage. Then they opened their treasures and offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed for their country by another way. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. These have been some rather intense days. We've had one feast day, one celebration after another over these last eight days. We had Christmas on a Saturday and then Holy Family on a Sunday and then Mother of God yesterday and today the Epiphany. That's a lot to take in. That's a lot to digest spiritually. But nevertheless, we trust that the Lord has something more to give us today. So as I said, the word Epiphany means to reveal. And if you were paying attention to the prayers and to the readings, the word reveal and revelation shows up a lot. And I wanted to just pick up on what Paul said in that second reading today. He said, You have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for your benefit, namely, that the mystery was made known to me by revelation. So it was made known to him. It was revealed to him by revelation. It was not made known to people in other generations as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit that the Gentiles are co-heirs, members of the same body, and co-partners in the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel, through the good news that Paul preaches and that we still preach today. So we're included in that good news 
Because I imagine not many of you, if any of you, were born Jewish. Was anybody here born into a Jewish family? No, I didn't think so. Okay. So that means we are all celebrating today in a particular way because we are beneficiaries of the promise that Jesus the Christ would come not just to save the Jews, but all of us Gentiles as well. That all nations would be saved by the Christ. That's really good news for all of us because as I said, none of us were born (laughs) into the chosen people of God. But now by grace, or you might say by faith, through grace, we've all received this salvation. And the promise is now ours as well. That's good news, brothers and sisters. The thing is, we've heard it for so long that we don't realize necessarily how lucky we are, how blessed we are, how fortunate we are to have received This inheritance. God wanted to save all peoples. And we have our nativity scene in the front here. We have the three wise men there, the magi. They are representatives of the nations. God spoke to them through a star and spoke to their hearts. He drew them to himself through this sign. As many of us, I'm sure, have been drawn closer to God through signs in our lives. And God can come in all kinds of shapes and sizes and forms. In other words, all kinds of signs can be used by God to draw us to himself. And that's the point of the star. It drew them to come to experience this revelation of God. So in the liturgy today, not only do we celebrate the epiphany, but also Christ's baptism, which is coming up, I think, tomorrow in the church calendar, and the wedding at Cana. Because at his baptism, there was a theophany even. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit revealing themselves. And then there was another revelation at the wedding at Cana. Because he performed his first sign. He, the Christ, Jesus, performed that first sign. As John calls it, his first miracle. So that his disciples would believe in him. So these are big revelations that are all wrapped up, in a sense, in today's celebration. So the wise men come from afar. They respond in faith. And that is our proper response. What is our response to God's revelation? Faith. What was the... How did the Magi respond to that star? In faith. How did Joseph and Mary respond to the angels' revelation in their lives? Faith. What did Elizabeth say to Mary when she came to visit her? Blessed are you who believed that what was promised to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. Lord, I believe. Increase my faith. Help my unbelief. 
I mean, you're all here on a Sunday morning when a lot of people aren't here. So you've all responded in faith today. And I'm sure the Lord is knocking on the door of your heart each and every day. Because he wants to come in each and every day with new revelation. Yes, it's true. God wants to come to you each and every day with new revelation of who he is and who you are. There's such a a tight connection between our image of God and the image that we have of ourselves and the image that we have of the people around us and the world around us. So we shouldn't allow the evening news to to influence our worldview. If you're allowing the newspapers and the media, social media, to shape your worldview, it's really going to be skewed. And you're going to be living in fear. And you're not going to have a very good image of yourself. But rather, if you allow yourself more and more to be informed by the word of God and by the revelation that he gives to you personally through that encounter with him in prayer, in faith, well, now your life starts to change. Just like my life started to change 29 years ago. Tomorrow. Tomorrow's my birthday. So 29 years ago, tomorrow, when I was 20 years old, is when my life really started to change. 28 years ago, today, I was starting to drive back from Pasadena, California. Because I had driven out to Pasadena to watch the Badgers play in the Rose Bowl (laughs) with a few of my friends. So we took the old Route 66 from Milwaukee all the way to Pasadena, California. And we were driving back today, January 2nd. And then we kept driving on January 3rd. And it was a couple of days later when I went into a Catholic bookstore in Milwaukee. And I was already thinking about the priesthood. And I was talking to the owner of the store about my calling And then she asked me, hey, have you ever heard of the Legionaries of Christ? I said, no, who are they? And she said, oh, I think I got something for you. So she goes and gets a brochure or two on the Legionaries of Christ. And then I'm I'm looking at this one brochure and it says, the Legion of Christ was founded on January 3rd, 1941. Whoa, that's my birthday. That was a sign for me that God wanted me to be a legionary, even though I had never really heard of the legion. And I've always remembered that, and it's really helped me to persevere in my legionary vocation, because it hasn't been easy. Some of you know the story. I'm not going to bore you with the details right now. But in some ways, I've had to live with an unfaithful spouse. Let's just leave it at that. And so there have been thoughts of leaving, not the priesthood, but the legion. 
But then I always go back to that sign. January 3rd. And just to show you how good God is, I can remember the conversation that I had with my mom as a boy. Mom, why was I born on January 3rd? Because I'm thinking, there's got to be something special about my birthday, right? And she says, well, you were due on Christmas, but you were late. And I'm thinking, I missed January 1st, Mother of God, and the Rose Bowl, because I'm a Big Ten fan. So what's so special about January 3rd? Well, when I was 21 years old, in that Catholic bookstore in 1994, it hit me. That was a sign that God gave me. And God always speaks to me through numbers. Dates and numbers are one way that God speaks to me. How does God speak to you? What signs does God speak to you with? Maybe it's through music or through movies, through poetry, in nature. A lot of people really connect with God in nature. Maybe it's working on a car <laughs> and, and through engineering feats and wonders and, and just coming to understand the logic of the universe. Do you know Fibonacci's ratio? Are you familiar with that? The golden ratio? Yeah. If you don't know, if you like math, but you don't know about Fibonacci's ratio or the golden ratio, look that up. Some people call it God's fingerprint because it's everywhere in nature, everywhere. So it speaks to a God who has designed everything and planned everything for us out of love. And so we pray for today for new revelation that we would invite the Lord to come. He's knocking on the door. Behold, I stand at the door and knock, he says in the book of Revelation. So believe that he is with you. Believe that he's knocking on the door of your heart, that he wants to come in today and every day to love on you, to bless you, to affirm you, to tell you that you are fearfully, wonderfully made, that you are his, that you belong to him, and that he has a future full of hope for you. And the more that you respond in faith, the more he's going to reveal, the more he's going to show you. Signs and wonders will start to happen more and more around you and, and through you and with you. That's what God wants for all his people. I believe that's what he's calling all of us to walk in this year, to walk in power, to walk in faith, to walk in the spirit that we would be those lights to the nations. That people would see us and ask us, hey, what do you believe in? What, what's in your coffee, man? Why do you shine so brightly? And then let's be prepared to respond and say, I'm a Christian. I've been anointed with power from on high. I'm loved by God. And so are you, brother. So are you, sister. You are a child of God. He loves you and he is with us. He is Emmanuel. 
And he wants to give us his peace. He wants to fill us with his joy. And he wants to take us into the embrace of the Father's love each and every day through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen.